The man himself, a man about style, Mr. Richard Meher. Welcome to the show. Hey, General Motavo, thank you for uh, letting me come on the platform. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. How's your day today? How's your how, summer's over, man? How's feeling it? good, looking good, smelling yeah. good. You hear? Feel, smell, feel good. That's it. A man about style. Can you please introduce yourself to my audience from all over the world, who you are and what you're vibing about? Yeah, I am a lifestyle entrepreneur. I am the founder of amanaboutstyle.com and uh, I will teach you all things lifestyle and fashion. This is Mr. Richard Meharry. Where does the story of A Man About Style begin? Man, it really begins in LA Fitness in a Ballard. I met a friend who was a YouTuber at the time, still is, uh, now he's just at a larger level. But uh, I was already going to a lot of events and we had a conversation. He's like, hey, you should start a channel around lifestyle and fashion. And that's where it started. A man about style. A man. There's a stylish man, men who love fashion. What is the name of the inspiration behind A Man About Style? What does it stand for? Yeah, I mean, A Man About Style really is, if you've heard the expression, you know, about that life. Mm -hmm. It's just doing everything, whatever that is, you know, with style, whether that be, you know, tipping, etiquette, you know, how you maneuver through the world in a stylish way. Ladies and gentlemen, a man about style himself is based in Seattle, Washington, right here. Uh, did your story begin, your journey begin in Seattle or did you live somewhere else before you relocated? Uh, no, yeah. So it definitely began. I got my dress culture from D.C. where hey. I went to college. Okay. I was dating a woman at the time who wanted to be a lawyer. Uh -huh. So we went to a lot of events. Mm -hmm. So I had to dress a little better because I, yeah, I was wearing bum couture. You cannot be here looking like a, a, a girls team basketball coach. Hey, for sure. <laughs> so like okay. the response that I got uh, as I started dressing better okay. and never looked back. A lot of people, uh, where they are right now, they had to have a really huge landscape in their career. Yeah. What was your first love uh, when, you, when you came to choosing a path with money? Yeah, no. Um, so I went to school to be a funeral director, believe it or not. So I wanted to put the fun in funeral. Put in, put in, put in, put in. Uh, but uh, fell out of that. Uh, ended up in marketing. And then marketing, fashion just kind of became my passion. What's one of the myths that people have with the funeral business uh, that, they, that they don't know, but you know, that they may be blinded by? Because my mother does not believe it's an actual business that people go to school. I mean, actually, today is the first day I know people actually get degrees for this. This is interesting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. the biggest myth is that uh, you can't just bury somebody anywhere. <laughs> you, like, it, it's special. Yeah, it's a very specialized, it's recession-proof. Correct. For those of you who, who are looking are for recession-proof industry. Proof. Yeah, like, it's always going to be there, so... If something happens to me, you know, I can always go back to that if I need to. When you uh, moved to Seattle, what are some of the things you wish you knew earlier before you began your uh, journey with, uh, satirical journey? What are some of the things you wish you knew before? 
Yeah, just probably how lax dress culture really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just due to the industries that are in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beauty in that is if you're well put together, you can almost throw anything on and you're going to be fit in in a business setting. What's the importance of grooming in business, in, in lifestyle, and in, in, in just in the world, especially for men? What, what's, why is grooming so important? Yeah, I mean, just like your favorite, you know, IG model. I'm hey. sure she said something about hashtag self-care. Um, but, you know, it's going to make you, you know, feel good. Like mm-hmm. Dion says, mm-hmm. you know, if you look good, you play you good. good. If you play good, they pay good, you know? So it doesn't matter if, you know, say you're a nurse who just wears scrubs every day. You know, making sure that you're put together, your scrubs are Anything in uniform, yes. You know, that you put in that extra effort is going to be a thread throughout your life. Uh, What's the importance of cross-promotion? Because with your brand as well, I see you collaborate with a lot of people, but we're about to get to the collaboration. Yeah. What's the importance of cross-promotion as a content creator to your brand? Man, cross-promotion is like the lifeblood because you're putting yourself in front of a different audience. You're introducing yourself or your brand, your service... Uh, to people who might not, might not know who you are. Oh, beautiful. Now, do you g- get your inspirations of to, to help people? Uh, how do you get juice to serve others? You know, you can pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, man, my peers uh, a lot of the time. So some of my freaking collaborators or just people, articles I read, um, books, movies, all give me that extra they give you some of that juice inspiration. so who are some of the brands because you worked with a lot of brands when i saw you i saw your catalog your catalog resume is big mount rushmore is everywhere from yeah. bentley to who are the, name some of the brands that you've worked yeah with. for sure so you definitely you know you got bentley mm-hmm. uh you know mercedes yes the four seasons uh locally you know you have nordstrom's so maker's mark disarono you know the list goes on what are some of the things they look for when they're looking for content creators or influencers to work with? Because a lot of people, especially, you know, people are coming from where I'm coming from who are trying to get into these brands. Yeah. They don't know, do you write them emails? How do they find you? Yeah. Um, you know, at this point in time, it's a little different now that I am, you know, represented. Mm-hmm. But I You're still, signed. Yeah, I am Big time, big time, big time, big Shout out to Hefner Management. Yeah. But everything, you know, find people through LinkedIn. Uh, definitely write emails to, you know, the marketing teams of brands that you want to work with. Tag brands. Those are all ways to get discovered. When you're tagging brands, is there a certain criteria that you go for when you're captioning, when you're taking, or you just take a leap of faith and you just put it out there? And how, do you, how do you plan your content on your IG or your, just your social media? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I want to tell interesting stories. So I pull from, you know, things like SEO, these are just the, that people are searching for to find topics to talk about. Obviously, fashion or style, etiquette are kind of coming back as far as those soft core skills that people need but aren't really taught. Now, as a, as a content creator in Seattle, who are some of the influencers you've worked with who have inspired you through your journey? Yeah, um, you know, one of my freaking collaborators, the curator of Cool Correct. is a big one. Uh, Layback Allure, uh, like Anthony J.R., Tanoa Spencer, you know, Terrence. I would be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, Sydney from Gossip and Glamour. Hey, hey. Uh, and of course, you know, my, you know, business partner, Illwell Media. 
when people are reaching out to collaborate with you, how, how, how would you prefer they do it? Or do you like the other, you know, I, I find people in my inbox and just begging for a life raft. They just throw me, throw me, throw me. <laughs> They're not giving me any value. Yeah. So how do you determine value uh, when you're giving out value with, with people, uh, micro-influencers like myself? Yeah, no, I mean, if people approach me, I always prefer if you at least have a plan to, you know, pitch me an idea. And even if we, if we don't agree on that one, we can at least, you know, figure something out together. But if you just approach me with, you know, nothing, like, hey, let's work on a project and it has nothing to do with what I'm doing or what you're doing, it's not really a collaboration. Bigger, 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 bigger. You also have a blog, yeah. a man about style. You have a blog. Now, you came from like physically being in the presence of all this sartorial kings. Yeah. Now you're actually penning it down. What was the goal of a man about style blog? Yeah, the goal is really just like a personal, develop, personal development Mental. tool. Um, so that's why I'll talk about everything from dating to cooking to just sartorialism. Those are all things, you know, even books all things that kind of make you a well-rounded individual. The greatest demonstration of freedom is in expressing yourself when you step out, you know, like the first impression? Yeah. Now, what dictates your style? Like, what you got, what you got on today? People don't, see the suit, see, hey. see, ladies and gentlemen, you see what we have today? So what do you got on? Like, what dictates your freedom, like, today? Oh, man, so, I mean, I dress, you know, according to the weather, where I'm going uh, that day, who I'm meeting, are all aspects that I will consider when I'm getting dressed. As uh, right now that the fashion landscape has shifted, like we moved yes. from like those retro ties and rigid suits. Yes. Where, where do you see the, the, the focus of fashion right now? Where are we heading? Uh, man, we're definitely heading more into athleisure. Athleisure. Sure. What's athleisure for people who are, yeah. Yeah, you know, athleisure is, you know, you, you can wear sweats to work. Mm -hmm. Just make sure they're cashmere. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, not really, but, you know, well put together, mixing elements that are casual and formal is athleisure. Athleisure, like athletics and leisure. Athleisure. Hey, I have just made that word up. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again. We're here at the African Excellence Podcast, and we're here with our distinguished guest, uh, a friend of mine, a man about style. You better Google him. I'm going to put the, the website on here, manaboutstyle.com. But I got some people who don't know we have shared heritage. Like, we have some backstory. Like, we For go sure. from way back. Now, where does the story begin outside the States? Yeah, so I was born in Kenya, Africa, believe it or hey, not. Hey, 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 mm. Kenya, Kenya, for those who don't know, Kenya is in East Africa. You were, have you ever, because, you know, there's another wave right now, you know, Afrobeat and all that. Yeah. There's a return to Africa where we have a lot of African-American uh, brothers and sisters who are trying to tap into their roots back in Africa. Yeah. Return to Ghana, return to Have you ever had a return to East Africa or, uh, yeah. by any chance? Uh, yeah, um, you can go watch it on my YouTube channel. Uh, but I went back about four years ago. I was there for a month and uh, did a myriad of experiences. There. What was your highlight of, of, your, of your visit? What's the highlight of your visit in Kenya? Yeah, um, Masai Mara was definitely a highlight. The food uh, was a highlight. And then I also, you know, met my birth parents for the first time on my uh, trip. That, that must have been good, man. I'm, I'm glad you had to touch base like that. Especially yeah. from you who have, uh, you have roots back in Africa. I saw Ali. Ali, yeah. our friend Ali. Shout out to Ali, the realtor. He went to Africa. He was there. He didn't do the customary, you know, the, 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 the <laughs> traditional take a picture like a tourist on top of a camel or an elephant. But we have to go next time you're going. We're going. 
Uh, when you came back, what are some of the what what changed? Is there any part of you that shifted? Did you have a, a different perspective of how you're gonna approach your career, or did you come back the same person? Because that's a different land. Right. No, and I mean, I think whenever you travel, it always should enhance your worldview, um, and that's why I highlight those things in my content. Um, but I just came back, you know, more grateful, honestly, because my life could be totally different than it is right now. What are the five must-haves for a man of our style when he travels? Oh, man, you've got to have, you know, at least a suit. Um, you're going to have, you know, some smell goods, so get you some good cologne. Um, and honestly, that's, that's all you need. You're a great beacon of light when it comes to fashion in the city. Uh, who are some of the people you've worked with and who have helped you uh, get to where you are right now? Here in Seattle. Yeah. So people that I've worked with, admire, um, and I think we covered, you know, a few of those. But, you know, I, I would, my business would not be where it is, you know, definitely without like ill will, um, you know, my lead photographer and business partner, for sure. And uh, in Seattle here, uh, who are some of the people you want to work with, but you haven't crossed paths yet? Yeah. Um, I mean yourself, you know. So this is mind. this is definitely, <laughs> you know, cross this one off off the bucket list. Okay. So you know you're up there, but I have been, you know, blessed and fortunate to uh, work with a lot of my peers in the area. So. A man about style. Not only are you a blogger, but you're also uh, a fashion consultant, which yeah. means a lot of people call you over the phone just to get your ideas for your services. Yeah. Tell us one crazy experience you had with a client off the top that shifted even like, man, I have to step up my game. Either it was a great client yeah. or it was a worse client, but it <laughs> shifted how you approached business. Oh, man. I think, you know, one of my favorite uh, clients that I've worked with, he is a entrepreneur in the architect space, mm -hmm. and uh, he just wanted to do a complete overhaul, rebrand, so I helped him for a magazine spread that he was doing and also just for his own personal branding. So that was a fun project. You're huge. Personal branding. Yeah. When you're working with brands, if different brands come to you, uh, do you sometimes take, re like, reject offers? Because I don't, people understand that in this field, like, as a content creator, you do have to take some rejections. Yeah. What, what makes you get to that level where you're like, I really would love the money, but this is not going to work out? Um, just like any business, you got to make sure that it makes sense. Um, is it for the, your audience? You know, is it going to resonate with the audience that you have? Um, is it integrity of the brand that you're working with? Do you guys have the same values? And also, is the budget that they're trying to give you worth the time that you're going to put in? When you're uh, uh, looking at a client and you're trying to give him uh, uh, like fashion tips, yeah. uh, what do you consider uh, when it comes to, especially women? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, men, we've talked about men most of the podcast. Of course. Like if you had a lady client today yeah. and she needs your input, how do you go around it? I mean, we're going to go the exact same rules. Obviously, fits are going to be different. Correct. Occasions are going to be a lot different. And... For a woman, there's a lot more options. Mm. So those are just some of the differences between styling a man and styling a woman. When uh, we're, th we're looking at fashion, like you remember Met Gala and all that, yeah. uh, do you think that uh, like we are evolving to a better? Because some, uh, some 
well, stylists disagree. They think we're moving backwards. Yeah. Because we're bringing a lot of retro things back. It means yeah. like we're running out of ideas. You think we're running out of ideas? Oh, we are replaying classics. I mean, fashion is always going to be cyclical. So, you know, we, we've lived some life, both of you and yes. me. So now things like the baggier fits are coming back, even though that was what was cool, you know, when we were in grade school. Yeah, it was. Um, you feel like you're wearing the same fashion. thing twice in your lifetime. You're wearing it twice. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I think it's knowing how to incorporate retro and what is also out right now is what's going to make you, you know, stand out as an individual who loves to dress. Who are the five artists who are your top most listened to artists on your phone? Or your oh. iPad or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I listen to a lot of Drake. Drake is good. A lot of Kanye. Yeah. Um, I love jazz. I love jazz too, man. Uh, jazz. I, yeah. You know, his Spanish music, bachata. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I go. And, and of course, like Afrobeats. So that's what? probably what's on my phone right now. What's your typical Friday night like on a good day when you're not working, no gigs, you're done. No yeah. dates either, just, just, just your <laughs> typical Friday. How, describe a typical Friday night for us. Yeah, um, honestly, I listen to a lot of interviews, um, whether that be podcasts or just going on YouTube. Like one of my favorite interviews is with uh, Warren Buffett and Jay-Z. Uh, so those are the kind of things that I do or I read. Like you said, read. I like that part. Uh, I think books are nutritional. I think just the way you feed your body, you got to feed your brain. Yes. How do you keep yourself uh, uh, continuously learning yes. in the loop within your industry uh, all this time? Yeah, and I mean, just like any person just striving to be at the top of their industry, you got to do your homework, find ways to sharpen your skills, look at, oh, I'll watch my old content and see like, oh, I want to change this or... Next time when I create something, I want to try that, um, jot down ideas, taking notes. Those are all things I kind of consider. Uh, dating. Okay. Single dating. I want to just make sure yeah, before yeah. the next question comes in. Single <laughs> dating. Uh, I, I mean, I'm single. When you're looking for a, 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 a date, uh, yeah. what do you look for? Because I'm attracted to girls with big toes. I okay. feel like they can save me from a fire. They're like dragon feet. Yeah. Uh, are we on camera? Okay, sh all, right, all right, what do you look for in a girl? Oh, man, I mean, I love a good smile, even though I got a gap in my teeth. Um, but mostly, I mean, I'm attracted to good energy. I love an ambitious woman. Those are probably a few things that stand out to me. Ambitious, you know, we have social media university. Yes. You got to educate people. When you say ambitious, is it ambitious physically, like twerking on, on Instagram? Is it ambitious <laughs> financially? Is it ambitious with your money? Hey. Or ambition, you got to like specificity. Yeah. Nah, I mean, ambition could be anything as far as just putting your best into whatever you're pursuing. That's ambition. I'm going to ask you a question off the top. Okay. What's your favorite meal in the world? Oh, man. Chapati's Ugali hey. is definitely probably up there. Open bar. I've taken you to Bellevue. We're at a cocktail party. Okay. Open bar. What do you order off the top? Apart from the brands you're working with, yeah, they're paying yeah, you. Yeah. What do you order? What's your temple? Oh, uh, man. Like? Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Yeah. Frozen? Regular. You know, regular. You know, you don't have to drink to have fun. Hey, that's important. You don't have to drink to have fun. Yeah. And you don't have to finish to make sure you had fun. Exactly. Uh, when you're uh, a dating or you're out on a date, yeah. uh, what are some of your biggest pet peeves on dating? There's another pet peeve we're gonna come to. Okay. Uh, me, I, I don't like when people chew with their mouths open. <laughs> I just feel like I see their window to your soul. Yeah. And I'm not ready to see your soul yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are some of your pet peeves when it comes to dating? Oh man, if we're in a you know happy hour or you know dinner setting, 
Um, I, I do pick up on how people treat the server mm. is probably, you know, a big one. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, are they entitled? Do they care up to know the server's name? Those type of things. What are some of your biggest pet peeves in, uh, uh, in grooming in men? We're yeah. going to start with the pet peeves and we're going to go to the importance of it. Uh, because my biggest pet peeve, I don't know how people leave their house without socks. <laughs> like, I feel like as a, as a man, yeah. like not having socks is a big risk. Like, you're, you're, first of all, without, if you don't wear socks, okay. I know your shoes stick. Yep, that's probably So, true. I know a lot of men don't even take care of their feet that well. No. So, put those two together. That's a walking bomb. That's yeah. a walking tornado. What's yeah. your biggest pet peeve when it comes to men's grooming? Oh, men's grooming. I mean, definitely trying to take care of your nails. Like, women notice, men notice. You got to shake hands. Mm-hmm. So, it's just one of those things. Yeah, that's where bringing you cocktail to people first. Yeah. And what are the importance, uh, what's the importance of grooming? Because I, I know a lot of people are in the industry, yeah. different industries that, you know, looks to them are not that paramount. But the grooming, right. just the grooming part to self-esteem and mental health. What's the importance of grooming? Ah, I mean, that's your body. You're going to live in it. That's where you live. It's your home. Mm-hmm. So, like, skin, get a good skin routine. Even if you have decent skin, that means you're going to have good skin for longer. Uh, so that's probably, you know, my biggest tip. Are you a Christian? Of course. How's, uh, how's religion played a part in your overall growth or helping you just uh, uh, mature and grow uh, as an artist, as a sartorial artist? Yeah. Um, I mean, since I have a faith belief system mm-hmm. that is, I guess, based in Christianity, mm-hmm. it just means I hope to operate in business with some ethics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hope to impart that to the people I come across. And I love that part of ethics, because when it comes to ethics, especially in the land of fa- landscape we are in right now, is there's a lot of people in the industry who have lost so much because of not respecting the workspaces, like dating within the workspace. Have you ever come into a situation uh, where uh, your involvement or a relationship with a worker, coworker, colleague was disrupted because some things were not ironed out at the <laughs> beginning? <laughs> I said, just say, man. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. I mean, if you want to date within the workspace, mm-hmm. then you should go into it and consider these two things. If this goes south, oh. am I going to be able to handle whatever that looks like? Yeah. And can the person that you're dealing with also handle the situation or are they just going to you know, tarnish your reputation and or, and or your career? What's the importance of all the males, all the men who are in your line of, uh, in your line of work? What's the importance of having, fa- having discipline, boundaries, when it comes to executing and collaborating with others that does not end up uh, costing uh, your brand's reputation? Yeah, I mean, boundaries, just like any relationship are important. You gotta know, all right, what am I willing to do no matter what the check is or what am I willing not to do? And does this fit? my or your personal brand in, in general uh if you had a if you had a moment yeah. a chance to have lunch with kevin samuels yeah. uh, off the top somewhere in atlanta yeah. what would you be talking about if you met him for just 30 minutes oh man i think i would i would I'd definitely ask him about you know the journey of his successes just so i could try to you know find a gem that i could apply because it's always good to ask successful people um you know how they got there how they got there and if you had a chance to get half a million dollars or have a dinner date, because you mentioned Jay-Z, yeah. with Jay-Z to get some knowledge, who'd you, what would you take? What would you be your option? Man, I'm, I'm taking the money. Because, <laughs> you know, Jay-Z might come and order his meal takeout, and yeah. I'm just sitting there. Just looking. Um, but I believe if you are, you know, 
money-wise, then you can flip it and who knows, you might network your way into the same room. Drake and, Jay, uh, Drake and, uh, and Kanye West, yeah. albums, drop both. Who was your favorite album? Because I know you listen to both. Yeah, no, definitely a fan of both. Um, I think Donda was more experimental and better executed, even mm. though it might be long. Drake gave us the same Drake. So if you're a hardcore fan, you're going to like your favorite Drake, whether that be Afrobeat Drake yeah, or no, introspective Drake. Drake. Or Drake Drake you, or you Latino know. Drake. He's still Drake. Yeah. Versatility. Okay. That's where we're coming to. That's what Drake is exercising. Yeah. What's the importance of being versatile in your line of work? Oh, man. See, I think where a lot of, you know, influencers, especially in menswear, they think you just throw on a suit and, like, you're going to be popping on the internet. Uh, and menswear is so much more than suits. You know, CC, the curator of cool on that one. Yeah, yeah. Cause, so I will always try to give looks that are diverse. You don't have to look like all of them, but I want you to see like, oh, okay, how do you pull off overalls? How do you pull off a head wrap? Uh, you know, how can you, you know, wear a suit properly? You know, those are all things that I want to, you know, kind of portray in a different You're an way. innovator in your own right. Yeah, you can't be a one-trick pony. In your line of work, when you're, uh, 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 you're teaching people how to, to be stylish, yeah. what's the importance of uh, accessories? Oh, man. On your suit, on your ties, yeah. look at you, see what you have on, yeah. What's For the importance, sure. man? You know? You see what I'm saying? You see, what's the importance, <laughs> though? Uh -huh. Accessories make the look. Yeah. Um, so... Everything from pocket squares to your watches to your tie bars, you should own them all uh, because that's just really going to set you apart. Uh, when you're talking about accessories, what are some of the stores that you, you pop in if you were to give somebody a, this is one of your free consultation today, yeah. just one thing. What are some of the places you can advise somebody who's beginning out, starting off, you know, from old 88 polos, now you're trying to help them. Like, what okay. are some of the basic, like, you should need this yeah. to accessorize for a basic day? Oh, man, as far as, you know, accessories, mm -hmm. you know, definitely have, you know, a dark denim, you know, have a suit that is tailored, you know, tailored is the key word there. Tailor. You know, you, you could buy it from a thrift store if that's all you got. Yes. But you should get it tailored. If you can afford it, you know, definitely invest in something that is more quality and value. When you went to Kenya uh, and... Uh, did you have a chance to at least, uh, did you meet anybody who understood your line of work? You, did you collab anywhere over there? Or would you like to collab with somebody, people from out of the country? Because you have a lot of uh, uh, media, social media, yeah. fashion creators. That, and I'm loving the ideas that are coming from TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, just, oh my God, the, the, the massive and massiveness of the fashion world. Yeah. Um... And I guess while I was in Kenya, I was creating content for a nonprofit okay. uh, Maasai development project. Yeah. So that's why I was there for a month. But as far as there's so many out there, there's a lot of men in, you know, uh, Houston, uh, Dallas, excuse me, that I would love to collaborate with. You know, there's some Vancouver bloggers I'd love to beat. So those are a few. Top five cities in the States that you love off the top. Whenever you have money, it's a place I'll just be going there for just a weekend. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta is definitely, I would prefer that over, you know, Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, Miami's fun. Uh, D.C. will always be a place that I frequent. Uh, New York and, you know, Scottsdale. 
Macklemore just opened a big store here in Seattle. Okay. Boogie Boy. Yeah. Boogie, 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 Boogie Boys. Boogie yeah. Boy. I'm going to get him for it. But he opened a store, and I love the, the designs he has. He has this golf vibe, yeah. uh, golf golf course uh, energy. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel? Do you have, would you ever want to try that and work with what he wants? Yeah, no, uh, Boogie Boys is definitely a fun brand, and, you know, who knows? I might uh, see that. Macklemore, you soon. heard the message. Shoot him a DM right now. Shoot him a DM right now. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is a mind about style. You can follow him. He has a blog out. He has the website out. You can check it out. He has a YouTube. Please plug in. Uh, but I have a surprise for you. A mind about style is not okay. only a style consultant or a, or a lifestyle connoisseur. He's also an author. I heard you're working on something. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Tell us, man. Tell us, man. What are you working on? Yeah, no, I definitely have a book coming, you know, dropping in the holiday season. We're not too far out. So stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, Aman About Style, I'm going to shoot you three more questions before we wrap this up. It's been a beautiful moment. Yes. Thank you again for taking time to share this with us. You're one of the most good-looking people we've had on, on this show, <laughs> so you've already changed the game, changed the game. Yeah, Here in Seattle, it. Washington, you guys can tell the weather's beautiful. Yo, Aman About Style, uh, if you had a million dollars off the top for your brand, yeah. somebody just dropped in your bank account, okay. what's the one thing you'd want to do to your brand? Oh, man, I just want to tell, you know, bigger stories uh, on an increase of production value.
another one. Aman about style. Thank you again for gracing us with your presence today at the African Excellence Podcast. I have three quick fire questions for you before you leave us, brother. Got it. Uh, first one, if you had a million dollars for your brand today, Aman about style, where would you take it? Oh, man. I definitely would increase the production value. I would take you to different places. I would introduce you to more influential people that can enrich your life. We have a million dollars for you, but also if somebody dropped a big billboard for you somewhere in Seattle that's influential, yeah. that where everybody can read your message, what message would you have on that billboard? Oh man, it definitely probably would say, uh, live well, dress better. Live well, dress better. Ladies and gentlemen, from the king of class here in Seattle, make sure you follow him again. The website, amanaboutstyle.com, will be available. It's available right now. It's on. Is it online? Is it it's online? online. One question. Okay. Uh, it's out of the topic a little bit, but what are your thoughts about adoption? And how's adoption? Uh, you're adopted, right? Yeah. How's uh, adoption uh, uh, helped you, uh, shaped you uh, as an entrepreneur, as an artist? Oh, man. It's definitely given me a unique story. Okay. And just for those looking to adopt or wondering what to do about adoption, I would say if you do it, it definitely saves lives. I'm a product of that. And if you have an adopted child, just make sure that they know their history, where they're from, just in case they want to connect with it in the future. Absolutely. If there are women out there who have spouses who want to look good and sometimes they're shy to come out, yeah. uh, what, are some of the, what is the message you want to tell those women or those ladies uh, when it comes to helping your other, your significant other to groom? Yeah. Uh, tell them to shoot me a message. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I can help them. Okay. And the last question, the most important question of this whole podcast. Yeah. If you sat where I'm sitting okay. and, and you had to ask me questions, what's one question you'd have asked yourself that I, I may have overlooked? Oh, man, it would probably be, uh, how much do you charge? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you got the vibes. How much do you charge? A man about style. Make sure you reach out to him for all your fashion tips. And anybody who wants to listen... To the biggest speech by a man about style, this is his Grammy. What's your parting shot for anybody who's looking at you like you're at Met Gala right now? Oh, man. Uh, just make a statement and uh, once again, you know, live well, dress better. Live well, dress better. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an African Excellence podcast and we are thankful for you tuning in. Love you. Check out this podcast. Subscribe. And we love you, man. Stay peaceful. Stay hey. classy. Stay stylish. Appreciate it. Hey. Great date should have your personality hidden in the details. Remember, you can't connect with someone if they're connecting with a fake you. So leave the posturing at home. Cherish the responsibility of choosing the activity, the company, and the setting. You never know this could become your reality. Well, at least the sentiments. With the ingredients of ambiance and aesthetic, one can create an environment of romance. A woman that she will remember long after even if you aren't the one. You don't need a suit. Just make sure to wear a smile. And if you do it right, it won't matter how the bill is paid. Besides, she doesn't need you for a free meal because at the end of the day, we all just want something real. In the off chance you take an hour, make sure the food's good.
Farah Confirm. My name is Foxy P and I'm the founder of the African Princess of Comedy Tour. This year, we've decided to do the For My People Tour, particularly to help African restaurants all around the US bounce back after the pandemic. It's something important. If we don't do it, nobody else will and we're taking it upon ourselves. So we need your help, we need your support. How can you help us? Go to our website, africanprincessofcomedy.com, click on the donate button and help us by any amount you can do. Also, if you have any restaurants in your neighborhood that you believe should benefit from this, remember I said it's a free event to the restaurants. We're gonna give them free day of sales, so they're gonna sell a lot of food, a lot of drinks, they keep all of that money. They're gonna get a lot of exposure based on the fact that we have about five million followers on Instagram alone. And guess what? The goal is to bring people from other ethnicities, other cultures to come and enjoy our rich African culture and heritage from the food that's gonna be served on that day. So it's bigger than being a comedy show or a comedy tour. This is something we're doing to impact the lives of our brothers and sisters whose businesses were significantly impacted by the pandemic. And I know you can help us.